This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to Waterfall Wednesday on the Full Scale Outdoor Podcast. I'm Nick Johnson, joined with Dale Luganbill. It is Wednesday at 7 a.m. right now. We're actually recording day of. I gotta say, it feels a little bit weird, but pretty good to be drinking a beer this morning. Gotta keep with con. Podcast traditions. <laughs> I'm already too deep. Just kidding. <laughs> it's the first time you've ever said that. <laughs> um, actually, here's what I've been doing this morning uh, since I got up and started uh, prepping for our podcast is I've been watching the weather. And holy shit, do we have uh, an event that's about to take place here later today into tomorrow, all day tomorrow, Thursday, and then Friday. That makes me think that the, unless you're in the far northwest corner of the state, there is going to be some waterfowl to be had this coming weekend. Well, I'm hoping up here, because I'm, I'm not in the northwest, but I'm like straight dead north, um, like north central. Could use some new birds. I was hunting this past weekend, and there's not much up here. Handful. Oh, of, really? Hand, yeah, handful of like very wary. Um, I would dare say local mallards that have probably lived here all summer, eating off of people's hands at the docks. You'd think they'd be tame, but they're wise to the hunter hunter thing. They don't go near decoys. They don't go near anybody really. Um, and they're just little small pockets, you know, like almost like a family group. I don't know if that's hundred percent the true story. What I do know is that these are not vulnerable 
birds, these small groups of mallards. Right. And then there's a hand, literally a handful of divers spread out throughout the whole lake, and it's a big lake. And when I mean handful, I mean like you see one flying here, or maybe you'll see five. So this huge winter storm is going to be impacting mostly the Dakotas. Um, right on the edge of it, looking to get some snow, is Fergus Falls. And um, also on a different edge of it is Winnipeg. So here, let me look up the weather for Winnipeg. But let me just talk, say what the weather is for Jamestown, North Dakota, this coming <laughs> uh, weekend. Or not weekend, I'm sorry, but coming couple days here. They are predicted today to get four to eight inches of snow and 13 to 21 inches tomorrow. Then on Saturday and Sunday, the lows are negative five and negative seven. So now I do know north of there, unless they change the forecast, because my buddy Austin's had out there to chase snows. Uh, I think he, I think he's leaving today. Um, <laughs> well, and he was, he's called me. He was like, dude, I don't. He's just kind of, you know, bouncing ideas off me, like. I'm not going to be able to scout, you know, it's going to be like a full on blizzard. Like I'm like, well, you could maybe just, you know, hit a field. Cause we had another friend that was just out there last week. I'm like, you know, there's birds or were birds in the area. You know, you can hunt it. You know, it's corn. Like you could just set up blind in the dark, see what you see and then scout, you know? I mean, that's always a possibility. He was just freaking out because of all this possible snow totals. But when he looked further North, I won't say which area, but he went further north, and you kind of get out of that heavy snow total. So You do, yeah, because it is impacting mostly like central North Dakota. I mean, all of the Dakotas really are going to be getting, but the central North Dakota area is getting one to two feet potential snow. Jesus. <laughs> well, and you're still going to deal with the cold temperatures, so any sort of roost is going to be locked up for sure, unless it's, you know some bigger bodies of water. I don't even know what that would be. Uh, right. It would have to be a pretty fucking big body of water. Devils maybe, or, you know, something like that. Like, I don't know what else is up there. Mowbridge, and I think, has a power plant lake. That probably stays open. It'll be interesting to see how much pushes into Minnesota because technically, like, North and South Dakota is in a different flyway. Than Minnesota. We are in the Mississippi Flyway. North and South Dakota is the Central Flyway. Do they push straight south, or are we going to get anything pushing east into us? Um, I would say southwest Minnesota probably might have a banner weekend. I mean, it looks like if, if you can hug up next to that line where those uh, evacuating Central Flyway ducks and geese are going to be headed, uh, you could maybe set yourself up for quite a weekend of shooting ducks and geese. That could be awesome. Like I said, hopefully hopefully we get some eastward push, or I can get some of those uh, like Winnipeg birds to come down. Could use an influx. This is likely or, the last weekend I'll be able to hunt anyways. With Thanksgiving, I got Thanksgiving planned weekends. Unless I hunt somewhere down there, I guess I could bring my gear. Um, but like up here... Looking at, uh, as of Friday, I mean, even Thursday, high of 32, low of 22. Then you got 26, 16, 24, 10, 26, 11, and 30, 12. So it's going to be making ice here, too. I don't know how fast it takes for this. is a pretty big lake. I don't know how fast it takes to 
fully lock up, but I don't know. We'll shall see. Yeah, man, we got some cold temperatures even here in where I'm at, New Richmond, Wisconsin, coming up. Like after the weekend, it looks like the the weekend will be below freezing all weekend. But I wonder too if uh, let's look at the weather for Winnipeg. Um, be interesting to see if are all of those Winnipeg geese going to bounce and then go to Fergus Falls this weekend. Um, let's see here. They are getting some snow, one to three, and then an inch. So like I said earlier, that Winnipeg is kind of on the edge of the snow line, just like Fergus is. Um, and their temps are, um, let's see here, today, well, it's below freezing today. And uh, or it says 36, Thursday, 32, Friday, 28, lows in the teens on Friday, um, Saturday, 10 degrees, Sunday, 10 degrees for lows. So then let's punch in Fergus Falls, take a look at that. It might be a good weekend to uh, give your favorite uh, guide service with some pits and Fergus a little ring and ask if they have some room going on and mm -hmm. uh, see if you can't buy yourself a hole this weekend. Um, let's see here today, 44, Thursday, 38. Friday, God damn, it gets cold and it gets even colder in Fergus than it does in Winnipeg. That's kind of I don't wild. know, dude. Uh, it must I have to do I mean, with the geese cloud are cover. Be coming to Fergus at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this weekend it would be a pretty good bet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Saturday, mostly cloudy, overcast, uh, twenty degrees, seven degrees for a low on fucking Sunday, dude. Mm -hmm. Holy shit! Winter has arrived <laughs> dude winter has arrived they're even saying next week monday high of 32 tuesday high of 23 wednesday high of 24 low on wednesday of four dude that's fucking cold yep yeah i'm looking at the same thing i'm pretty much same forecast for here so it's just gonna be very cold all right so we're gonna have some interesting unless you're just don't go to the dakotas but go hunting Right. <laughs> you hear that, Austin? So, who did you say is going to the Dakotas? Austin? Austin. Austin Mewison? No. Linder. Oh. Austin who? Linder. Austin Linder. Okay, I don't know him. That, yeah. that, that, uh, that's, a bold, that's a bold move. Yep. <laughs> I had, I a buddy, maybe, uh, I had a, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Flotty, was out there last week, and he... They did, they did pretty good one day. He said they really would have done well. It was only him and his kid, so, you know, they could only do so much damage. But I think they still – shoot, I'd have to go back and on text message to see what their numbers were. But, you know, over 20s, 30s, he said it was all singles, doubles, and they were shooting like shit. So had they had a, you know, crew there, probably would have been a triple-digit bird number. And then the next day he goes, well, I didn't think we could shoot worse than yesterday, but – we did. <laughs> so it sounds like they had two days in a row where they had really good opportunities and squandered them with terrible shooting. But Hey, uh, I've got a story that goes along those lines of some squandered opportunities as a result of terrible shooting. <clears throat> Still hurts a little to talk about it. Oh, fresh <laughs> wounds. <laughs> I got some fresh wounds out there. Um, what is it, Wednesday? Yeah, so this was Tuesday. Yeah, so yesterday. Uh, 
Um, I got an invite to come with a buddy named uh, Jared Gray out here in Scani, and uh, he's got a nice camera, and he sends me a video. Well, he calls me. He's like, hey, you want to go hunt tomorrow? I've got a cornfield loaded up with some birds in it. I said, sure. And he, uh, he goes, there's a really weird one in, out there. It's got, like, white across its chest or something. I don't think it's a quill. I don't know. It's, it's got a weird voice. I don't know. What do you think? I was like, I don't know, maybe a juvie speckle or something with a real light chest. Yeah, maybe that's it. Either way, he had his nice camera with him while he was um, scouting. So then, you know, about five minutes later, he sends me a video. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. This thing looked like it had like a bold white Y on its chest, like hmm. almost like a like a superhero, you know, shirt that just said Y or uh, you know, <laughs> the big le- a big letter Y, capital <laughs> capital letter Y, big bold white. And it did have a weird voice. It was like, uh, it wasn't honking. It was coming in like, ah, ah, like, just like, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, like, oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, that called him back. Like, definitely don't know what that is. Uh, Let's kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's pull some Audubon shit. That's the only way we can properly (laughs) ID this bird is to get it in hand. In hand, (laughs) yeah. Definitely a weirdo. Best guess. Um. Best guess, uh, probably a gray leg hybrid of some kind. You know, just a weird gray mm. leg hybrid. Maybe a juvenile gray leg hybrid because it's so weird looking. And uh, so we set up yesterday morning. We ran 42 Davidson decoys. Uh, had another buddy join. So we had two layout lines. And Jared was going to take pictures and video he set up behind us. And when the sun comes out, um, looking at our spread, like, holy shit, this is going to work. Like, it looked really good. Like, the field was pretty small. We kind of set up in the right spot. I was like, nice, here we go. Like, we might be in for a good one, even if these geese are stale. Like, they're going to be a little bit defenseless against something that looks this good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the case. We were getting lots of birds starting to roll out slow yesterday in the clouds. We're landing a lot. We're looking for bands. Um there's still a lot of birds that are stale and uh, despite our best efforts are still like, no, fuck that. You know, when they were, some of them wanted to, it was almost as if just no matter what the wind was, they were going to circle the whole field basically before they would commit to it, which was frustrating. Normally you always want to keep your birds on a 180 degree plane in front of you. Right. Which is obviously what our goal was. And anything that kind of stayed 180 degrees in front of us would decoy and land. Not just decoy, but, like, land at 10 to 25 yards. But some of them would – it's almost like they just – adults, they knew what they are doing, like, giving the field a good proper inspection, and they'd kind of screw us over. But either way, we're getting some awesome footage. Um, We're checking a lot of legs, um, high-fiving. Like, we're getting some birds in the spread. And then a big flock comes – they're setting up on us, and you can tell this is going to be one of those flocks that's going to give us a proper inspection. Probably not going to decoy, right? And there he is. And I yell oh, it out. Oh, no. He's like 40 yards. I yell out, freak! There he is! We both come up. <laughs> freak. We both come up. Pow, 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 pow. Six shots. And I'm not going to say I missed him, but I am going to say there was no evidence that I hit him. <laughs> <laughs> There's no zero evidence to the contrary, however. <laughs> I mean, 
Well, well that's and, just, and I, I, I like to think that like that bird was just really fucking strong. And well, uh, was there no evidence? Somebody was filming. I feel like there's evidence. <laughs> <laughs> there evidence. Yeah, there there is footage. I haven't seen the footage yet. And um, anyways, it's a very high windy day yesterday too. Like everything was kind of in our favor yesterday for a good decoy day, and that definitely worked out um, for most of our flocks. So, anyways, this guy after the chaos of us shooting. He's getting mixed up with some other geese, and I can tell he's coming back around. So I've already got three loaded back up. Now he's got the wind at his back, and he's escaping, but he does course over the top of the blinds at about 60 yards. I rack up. Dude, I probably led that goose by 30 feet. You know, I mean, he Mm -hmm. was booking. Like, I could... Like my beat is looking into the open sky and I can see the goose in my peripheral vision. Basically. Yeah. Like that's how far of a lead I have. Bang, bang, bang. I shoot three out there at about that lead range and a goose about 20 feet behind him got racked. Wow. And died, which tells me for the second time that goose was in range. Right. 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 I mean, it was in range. One goose behind him died. Um, but I misjudged. I apparently I was supposed to lead the bird fifty-five feet, right. <laughs> <laughs> not not Dang. thirty-five. You had to treat that thing like a diver, just get way out in front. Oh, dude, I was way out in front, and I'm a pretty good shot too. And <laughs> that happened to me on on some divers one time. There's just this like I don't know, it's like a six rack of divers coming screaming low across the water. Just I mean hauling ass, and. uh beautiful nice bird in the front i think it was a canvas back you know just a bunch of white and red and there's redheads and stuff mixed in but this was many years ago so i could be blurring some memories but you know i pull up and i i sweep on these birds i get way up in front of that lead bird pull the trigger and the last bird crumples the <laughs> last one the last think, one i was like holy shnikes and i think everybody's had the experience of like like pass shooting a goose you know shoot the lead bird of a v and the fourth one gets hit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, so I really, you know, what can you do? I'm, I'm licking my wounds from it, <laughs> but, um, either way, it's probably my most favorite hunt of the season so far, for sure. It was, um, it just worked out really good. We had tons and tons of geese. Uh, they, they came out at like a slow cloudy day pace, you know, like for two hours, little groups of 20 to 30 maybe five at the smallest just peeling off the roost and most of them giving us a pretty good look and a lot of them landing in the decoys we checked a lot of legs and played with a lot of geese and god dang that was fun nice yeah, yeah i did kill Except a couple that whole devastating part of not well yeah the freak fucking <laughs> the freak yeah. yeah whatever yeah sunday morning beer was like super slow uh there just wasn't much around, and and Wendy actually lied to me. I where I set up, I ended up having the wind was kind of in my face, kind of quartering to me, and I was using my kayak, and it's a big lake. It's not like I really change my location much without like a massive paddle. So I'm like, well, hell, we'll just give it a shot. So I put the decoys out, I'm just, I'm, and I'm just not seeing much. So I'm like, well, no harm. And then two geese come over, way high, booking straight east. And uh, to use your term vulnerable, I hit a call one time and they were just like, they just hit the brakes. They're like, what, what, where? <laughs> and and so they come down, they see the decoys and they're, 
you know, trying to get in, but the wind is like wrong for that setup. And uh, they finally kind of work around, do like a little J hook so that they can plop down. And like right before, you know, the feet like touch the water and I crack the one, he folds over, the other one hits the wind and it's gone. I'm like, God damn it. But then it's just honking, right? It's just like, you killed my buddy or whatever. He's just lost. And he's now he's making all sorts of noise and he makes this huge loop in this giant bay. And I, I just keep calling to him and sure enough he comes back around now he does kind of like what your bird did he didn't he wasn't really coming in but he came straight over top and he was up there ways but not 60 he was probably 45 and put a good lead on him and down he came i was like yes nice sweet. dude so yeah, i cleaned up those two and then got a random hand goldie later so that was that was that that was the action i saw hell yeah dude um, that's one thing I definitely haven't seen is a vulnerable, uh, vulnerable bird since I returned home from Canada, even while I was in Canada, man, I haven't seen a vulnerable bird since September freaking 10th. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's just been, especially around here back home. Uh, I have not seen any birds that were just clueless, you know, like, yeah, just down to party, like mm-hmm. everything. Everything is uh, driving with both hands on the steering wheel. No radio on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's kind of what these, these look these like. These are focused. These two, these two had that body language of, like, we're going somewhere. You know, they're up high. They're flying fast. They weren't talking at all. You know, they were just going. But as soon as they heard a honk, they are like, whoop, where's that? We want to we wanna be with more than just us right now. <laughs> they're sick of each other's company. I don't know what the deal was, but... Yeah, they definitely made the move once they heard it. It was pretty cool. That's, I mean, that's as waterfallers. I mean, that's that's what hooks you, right? That interaction between you and the goose, you know, where you where yes. you fool and them, I, where you trick them. Another thing too, I think that has a potential of making memories is like weather systems that we're just talking about for the first half of this show. Like, if you can position yourself to catch those birds, and they will be vulnerable, like coming out of that. Like escaping a weather system, um, an event like that can, I mean, make your half decade. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, for like, sure. Some of my best memories and hunts are all in like super inclement weather. It's just like, yeah, because they the birds get panicky. Well, I mean, some of the, some of their tools, their defensive tools are just taken away from them. You know, visibility is reduced. I mean, I guess that's the main thing, really. Visibility is. A, reduced they can't they're not going to be able to do like what they're they were doing to your field like make multiple laps make sure the field is safe they're probably hungry you know they're being pressed like we got to hurry up and do something you know like everything's going against them you know like i don't feel like birds typically um waterfowl prefers to be um evicted from their area due to inclement weather like a violent eviction of one to two feet of snowfall where they have to migrate mm-hmm. now, no matter what. Like, I feel like they prefer to just, you know, to do it on their own schedule, like as stuff is freezing up and whatever, and they get the fuck out of there. And they, they just pick a night or a, a day where it's got what good migrator weather and off they go. And they stay, they stay safe as shit when they do that. You know, they know where they're going. They have, there's, there's nothing that's forced them out in, you know, at a timing that they didn't, you know, prefer 
But that is what is going to happen this weekend. They are going to be violently evicted from their areas <laughs> by, a, by a weather system. And when that happens, they, they get just – they get freaked out, and they need to feed. They don't know exactly where they're going because they don't know where the snow stops. Yeah, well, they just they lost home field advantage. I mean, basically. They've lost home field yeah. – yes, exactly right. You can put a lot of cards in your favor if you can – if you can position yourself on the outside of that storm or um, if you are going to be in the storm or whatever, the first thing I always tell or the first one great tip about hunting geese in a during a snowstorm is be the first field off the roost. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, that was the same kind of the same advice I gave to Austin. I said, well, the best advice I could give you blind would be find a, you know, find a, a known roost and then just get on the field as close to that as you can. And I yep. mean, I, honkers don't really do this as much, but snow geese, I've seen it far too many times in like legit blizzards. You'd think they would hunker down on a roost and ride it out. Mm-mm. They still go to the field, they'll, but they'll just go to that field like immediately right there. And they do this little hop back and forth, roost, feed, roost, feed, roost, feed. And you can really do some damage if you can get, get there. I mean, yeah. And honkers too, like they, you just, they just get vulnerable. They're, they're going to go to their feed, but I mean, you put decoys anywhere between them and their feed, just mm-hmm. boop, they're coming right to you. Yep. No, no, that that weather, while hard uh, to hunt in and not the most comfortable, is sure is fun. And I can tell you, once the once the sparks start flying out of your barrel, uh, you kind of forget <laughs> how shitty it is outside. <laughs> yeah, I did a I did a hunt around here. It was actually 2012, t- 10 years ago. That and I can still I. I put it on. I have it on GoPro video, and I still watch it every once in a while. It's just one of those magic blizzard hunts. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm gonna watch it after we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, get get primed up. <laughs> I'm also gonna make contact with a couple guys in Fergus Falls and just pick their brain a little bit after this phone conversation too, and and say, what do you think's gonna happen? You know, yeah. like, um, do you have an extra hole I could buy? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, so Probably. actually, I got a buddy coming up from Arizona to hunt for with me for the next five days. So Ooh, he's in for a a, a climate shock, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so I was like, so looking at the weather, we were talking yesterday. Uh, that's who it's a buddy. Me and Joe went hunting with him uh, in Arizona last December. That's uh, and I said, hey, if you ever oh, want to come sure. up and hunt with me, let me know. So uh, he's coming up here to hunt. And we're talking on the phone, and I was like, so it's going to be raining the first couple days, then snowing, then below freezing. He's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, you're getting the experience, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he should, well, but he should experience some good shooting, or at least he's got some odds in his favor anyways. If he can fuck. if he can endure, <laughs> endure the elements. Joe, pack an extra... Uh, Heated, whatever those things are called, G-Tech. <laughs> oh, I used my G-Tech yesterday. That shit's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. All right, well, should we wrap this one up? You know what yep. we, we do need to do is start planning. I think this is this is Waterfall Wednesday number 97, 96 or 97. I don't know, I have to look. We're going to have to do something for 100. Yeah, we'll have to either think about see, some, think about something. Maybe get mm-hmm. actually get together. Maybe get maybe get old Heinze involved. Do something fun. Get some booze flowing. Be fun. Let's eat a hundred raw eggs. Um, between, between the two of us. 
It won't only be that bad. Okay, um, <laughs> Rochester goose eggs. Like instead of addling, we'll just eat them. <laughs> then maybe. eat a hundred. Eat a hundred fresh goose turds. Uh, yeah, I saw you eating those goose turds. Those are pretty good. They look pretty good. I have to get some of those. Yeah. You should bag those up. Sell them. <laughs> Sell them at the game fair. <laughs> Crispy goose turds. Uh, no, it's a great idea actually. I don't know. What, I don't know what you actually were using, but I think that would actually sell. <laughs> People would totally buy those. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Again, so yeah, just think about that. And like you know, three weeks or so, we gotta let's let's do something. Let's do something cool for our hundredth right, episode. So, all right. Until next all week, right. buddy. Good luck. All right. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.